We're tired of your show notes. Listen, if you're going to be on the show, you have to contribute. You have to say nice things about and Bob And you can't Clark. just yell over top of us. No yelling. Enough of your racist Belgian shit. She's right about the Congo thing, though. I agree. Yeah. With that. Yeah, we agree. Will you be quiet now? Please? <laughs> Are you drunk again? I knew it. You stink like Sherry. <laughs> you stink like Sherry, like our main character. She's not the main character. She is for me. Will you be quiet now? Nope. All right. Should we give it a shot? Sure. Hello, and welcome to Hollywood HodgePod with Mike and Connie. I'm Mike. And I'm Connie. That's fucking right, dog. What do we watch? Oh, yeah. Black Christmas, 1974. Hell a yeah. exploitation film by Bob. Bob, Bob, Clark, Clark, Clark. Part of our uh, very merry Bob Clark miss. Thank God he comes back. Uh, I was so mad. <laughs> with a heater after we had to watch Porky's. I mean, this did come before Porky's, but we watched. I the like order how- we're watching this, he came back for us with a heater. Yeah. Like, completely, what were we like? I feel like we're like 45 minutes in on the film and you like turned to me and you're like, I think this like makes up for it. You know what I mean? Like I'm yes. not, and I'm like, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm no longer upset. About- There's also the, there was the one oh, joke. Yeah. We both, yes. That's what that, it was. That's what it was. That whole bit where like, uh, <clears throat> where she gave fellatio as the call exchange, like the new exchange. The drunk owl was like being cheeky. Yeah. And, and she yeah. gives this dickhead cop a dickhead response. And they, it is a setup that has a wonderful payoff later. Later in the movie, in the movie. and there's a, there's a point in it where when he when he says, uh, "I know it's something dirty," like the pay, it's, like it's, it's it's like a double payoff. It was very funny, and and we both looked at each other and we were like, "You could have, you mean you could have wrote funny jokes for Porky's? Porky's could have had this. Why wasn't this in Porky's? Is what we said. Yes. Why didn't this happen in Porky's?" I I like the Porky's episode of our pod because I, you can tell how much we really hated it. Yeah. I really hate the film. And I was bummed, like personally upset. Because like, you got to think, man, not only do we record this and talk about it, I got to like think about it. And then I got to, <laughs> I got to mix them. <laughs> and then people are going to be like, hey, what are you doing for the pod? And I have to be like, Porky's. And I have to be like, oh, funny. And I have to be like, I'll fist fight you. Yeah, now I like throw my gloves off. <laughs> yes. And the fucking zebra comes up. He's like, not on my ice, man. It's crazy. <laughs> fucking zebra, man. There was hockey in this movie. Oh, for it was very, awesome. Yeah. That, this, thank you for bringing this up. <laughs> this hockey man, he's one of the gals' BFs. Yes, he's Claire's uh, he's, townie boyfriend. He's Claire's townie boyfriend. And. He's very handsome. I was like, who's this handsome son of a bitch? And you're like, oh, yeah, he was the cop in Porky's. Yeah, he's the... I realized. He's the Porky's town cop. Yep. No, no. I'm sorry. Not Porky's town's cop. Not Porky's brother. He was... He yes. was the... the Like, the boys. He's the one dude. He's the one older brother. brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. He comes from whatever town... He's a pig. ...those assholes <laughs> were from. Yeah, but now I actually noticed him because he wasn't wearing that stupid fucking uniform. And he had a great fur coat on the oh, whole fucking movie. my God. Dude, what is this? Like, calf length? No, just above the knee length fur coat. Yeah. Over the top. It looks ridiculous. It like, looks like... Like a it, pimp pea coat. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. It, it makes no sense. No. And he's it's just... the 70s. Old. It's 1974. 
That's what kind of sense it makes. What's crazy is that... Look at some that, of the fucking wallpaper. I know. It's the 70s. I know. That I feel whole like I'm house. On it's a great set. That mm-hmm. whole house, like that whole sorority house is is fantastic. Uh one of the things it's it's odd to me this and Death Dream came out the same year and like one seems like somebody's first movie. Yeah. And then this one is you think he now has decades under his belt. This and seems he, like it would have been like 10 years. This seems like it would have been like he wanted to, for a lot of his career, do Death Dream again. And he just, they keep being like, you already did it. And we want you to do this other film you had an idea about. You know what I mean? Like he's doing all these other films. And then 10 years later, he's like, I'm redoing Death Dream, but the way it should have been if I had the money or the this yeah. or the that. Um because POV shots. Yes. They've done um, much better in this movie than the... You can see, like, the stuff that he was trying out in Death Dream, like, being completely fleshed out and... and Oh, totally. And, like, that whole opening POV, him climbing the lattice and everything. So, I, I guess the idea is, like, he escaped from some... I, I mean, my, my take, I guess, to some degree is he, did he escape from a institution somewhere like how did this man who might be billy how did he end up in this town in like this nice college town there's i thought he like lived up in that attic but what i think is the on christmas eve or whatever it is him climbing up the lattice outside into the attic you know how that that like 14 year old girl got murdered Yes. And then they find her body in the park. They never show her body. It's really sick. We'll talk about it later. But oh, that whole scene. That's uh, awesome. We'll talk about it. Um, but I think that he was somewhere, had murdered girl, and then skedaddled up into the attic and mm-hmm. was doing all his Billy Yeah, when we there. see his POV Every time stuff. he makes the phone call, he comes down to Miss, Miss Mac's room. And mm-hmm. you see later she's like a MacArthur sister or some- McHenry? McHenry? Yeah, McHenry sisters Mc is that is that is that um it seems like, like her framed. and her sister yeah, were, yeah, yeah. when they were really? gals little yeah. like man and now she's vaudeville just like time. yeah because they a, call her a vaudeville remember she's now she's just a drunken house mother that is an understatement <laughs> this chick's got booze everywhere look I used to hide she's drugs been drinking good booze <laughs> I mean I would hide drugs yeah. but not. Like this, man. Because <laughs> you know, you live with my a favorite one is the toilet, and yeah. it's on a little string. Oh, I and she pulls that. it up out of the. I thought about that one, but I never did it because I was doing drugs. You don't want to get wet. Yeah, ruined. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you have to it. hope that you. The like booze. I'm not good at waterproofing. No, no, <laughs> it's not my job. No, it's not my job. It's not my pay grade. Also, it's like it would go down the little tube if it were me, and it would just come out the honey hole. Of the I'm like, why is all this heroin in the toilet? <laughs> That'd be crazy. No one wants that. No one wants that at my job. <laughs> I don't miss doing drugs, man. Um, anyway, this movie, um, like you said, man, his vision is completely fully fleshed out. Um, it's funny because a lot of times when something's, I guess that's not really true. A lot of times when something's genre-defining, it's maybe not like the best ex. Ex, uh, but execution of the thing, right? Right. You, it's, it's like, like a one rough of the draft. finest slasher yeah. films I've ever seen in my life. I absolutely. And it's the seventy four. It's like you said. I was like, oh, I feel like we're in like eighty eight, eighty seven. Yeah. Not. 
It is yeah. it is the proto slasher. There there was some fun stuff that came out of that Canuck exploitation time because uh, my bloody Valentine was a Canuck exploitation. Move your fucking rules. Another proto slasher where Dude. it's like, and that's seventy seven or six or something like that. Oh, Isn't that it? might actually be nineteen eighty seventy nine eighty. It might it's it's right at the beginning of because I think Halloween was um came out of. Well, my buddy Valentine, aren't they like minors or some shit like that? Yes, I fucking love that movie. That's such a cool movie. Um, I I believe uh, eighty one. So I believe to there was something along the lines of Bob Clark had the idea of then doing other um other holiday themed horror things, but then just like pivoted and went and did something else but the idea was discussed and used for halloween i think it was in a i i I think i'm remembering this correctly where bob clark the big thing where like bob clark originated with it but like i think him and carpenter were like friends like oh okay like this wasn't taken from so instead of the holiday being christmas it was then originally gonna be halloween which it obviously makes more sense but i like that it's christmas because it's more sinister I love the the title card. You you like yeah. just all of a sudden it's just a Black Christmas. It says Black Christmas in like old English font. Yeah, it fucking rocks. Oh my god! In front metal of the sorority fucking, house, which he does. Speaking of death metal vocals, there's yeah, quite a bit. Billy, but literally it was. It literally done like fucking did the boat and like fucking solo started playing. It was gnarly. He even did um, some of the high vocals too. Oh yeah. Oh, yo! You mean like the? Ah, 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 yeah, yeah. They and they pitch shifted one of them. Like there was the one vocal he did where he's like, "I'm a baby," or whatever he says. He's like, "I'm a baby." I think and they fucking pitch. I think the names that are mentioned on his obscene phone calls, which I think is how the movie starts. The movie they is are... him entering the house, and then there's a phone call. And you hear he that he goes up into the attic, does a little attic time, and then he comes out of the attic. Well, I think I and think, and then he goes um, into Mac Miller's room. Yeah, I think fucking calls them chicks downstairs. So I, th- the way I took it was that it's a sorority house, so yeah. they get they get dirty phone calls. Uh, I imagine quite obs- a bit. yeah, quite obscene a bit. phone calls pretty regularly. Yes. So they These they react to it, dirty. and they react to it as being like, um, oh. He's calling back again, so they like uh, all gather around to, to listen. Yeah, and it then is not just an obscene phone call. It then gets really nasty, and mm. is this this is the one where I believe he says pink, the c word quite yes, a bit. Yes, yes, and referring yes. You're to pink their cunt. Is yeah, I believe what he yes. says. Yes. The first time it sounds like he says pig cunt. I thought he was calling them pigs. Yes, that's I what he I was calling them. Um, Pig cunts is yeah, what I thought they were saying. And then it yes, like tra- I, it yes. might have because then it Sorry. transitions <laughs> yeah. to pink. Cunt. Yes, yes. And because then he's referring to the orifice. And this is like the way I don't like that word used. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's I like it's, it in the Australian way. It's, Thank you. Yeah, um, like like a, a like a cheeky cunt. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like the a mad cunt. Like you, my pal. <laughs> the yeah. That whole scene is great because they're all like they turn the music off and they're all it's gathered around the, the phone. Up, it is the most upsetting. Yeah. Like, like I can't like when he started saying that stuff, I was like, whoa. Like I knew it was going to be a dirty 
um, phone call. Right. I kind of had a vague idea what was going to happen in this film in some ways. Um, wow. Yeah. That was fucked up. And then, 74. And then you have Crazy. Um, Margot Kidder, uh, Lois Lane. She's incredible. Barb. She, Barb she is gra- so fucking good, man. She grabs the phone to then start uh, like um, going back at the obscene mm. phone caller. And the most uh, like unsettling thing of the whole thing is he drops all the voices and the weird noises and just very calmly goes, I'm going to kill you. And yeah. then hangs up. It is, it's like, yeah. the, it, it is the most unsettling Chilling. part of the phone call because everything else you're like, oh, he's a crazy person. And then it's the fact that it becomes he a very too. sane and very calm I'm sounding, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, like and, a very pleasant, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, or I'm going to kill you. It's yeah, fucking it's nuts. Very yeah. matter of fact. Um, it's more jarring it's, because of how crazy all of his voices and shit before that ooh, were. It's funny because he, she escalates and he goes, he matches her. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like she meets him where he is and, um, you know, this makes him turn normal. No, he escalates all the way up and then he's like, I'm going to kill you. It is so metal. Um, it's, it's so good. He is playing drunk. Fantastic! This whole movie, we yeah, always get, talk like about you're, how fucking you're weird intru- it is to play drunk. You're introduced she gets to this character, drunker. You're introduced yeah. to this character with a drink in her hand, totally. And she's fun and cheeky and just a little tipsy. Yeah, uh, she's yes. All kinds and of when jokes. she's you having, she's a fun gal to be around. I wish I never drank. I'm yeah, such when, an annoying prick. And when she's. Um, when she's drinking the like popping the beer and drinking the beer at the police station, it's so punk, man. It's, <laughs> it's immediately I, like it's it, that's punk. That's what that is. Fuck you. That's a, the, it's also, like in her pocket. And true she's just alcoholic. Like, true alcoholic. Look, we see two awesome, two two really fun depictions of a fucking alcoholic. Yes, there is. I'll drink whatever you got in the young lady, and then we and have then. The, I will please have all the sherry yes. in the building. Actually, if you don't after, have sherry, I got three or four on me. <laughs> after like, this she phone is a call sherry gal. is where you get introduced to her, to yeah. uh, Mrs. Mack. Yes. Because she comes home and they set up the- Stinks up the room. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, immediately you, you're like, oh, I'm about to see somebody just- throw heat like she's she's she coming in, in throwing heat. Yeah, yeah where you're just like oh i'm i'm going to she comes in and you're like i'm going to love this character i immediately there you were know. times where i thought they were going to kill her and they, they ended up not at the time that i thought they were going to kill her and i uh i was like are they going to kill my boy yes. she was immediately my boy yes she came in putting threes down you're right she was just like dunk dunk like fucking it was awesome, man. It was crazy. She came in and she was like, what's up? Hiding booze everywhere. She also says something about the door, uh, how she needs to get the door fixed. And she called and it did. It's one of those things that like when that's one of those throwaway lines where you're like, well, that's going to come back later. It's what, but I don't mean I that in a negative way. I, yeah, yeah. I like it's, it's just one of those things where like, uh, if a camera focuses on something yeah. in the scene, for no reason, it's going to have a reason later right. on. Do so, you, do you think it was like uh, Chekhov's hand grenade there or whatever, or do you think it's? Are are I'm I'm in under the opinion that I was very good on you, Bob, for all of the. I think he walked the line of heavy-handing foreshadowing. 
Oh, I liked it. Yeah, it was I thought very, it was very tasteful. It was and good. It, like, because it was it right was, up to because there was lots of stuff where and he did a thing where I was like, I know what's gonna happen because I'm smart, B. And then it was just like, nah, dude, he's still alive. And like because I've seen so many movies that came after this, I did have a feeling that I'm like, her boyfriend wasn't the killer. Do you know what I noticed this time? It's Is that every time they show the killer's feet, he's wearing blue jeans. But the scene when you're getting the POV of somebody coming down the stairs and they show his feet hit the landing. Yeah, slacks. Her boyfriend Peter is in dark slacks. slacks. This is the first time I've noticed this. That, that like, there are telling signs throughout the movie that Peter isn't the- did a great job with all this shit. That Peter isn't the killer, but you need that- Well, they gave you a fake one when you're he couldn't have been- Yes. He couldn't have done it. They tell you yeah, about Yeah, he was the here se- during that they phone call. They tell you call. about the second phone in the house, and then moments later, she was like, I knew it wasn't Peter. He was here in the house. How could he have called and me? And she doesn't then think it's him again until, like, they you get the... Boxer with that stick. Yeah. Boxer him with the stick. The, the, the dish. Good dish. Good dish. What is that thing called? A poker. Poker. For the yeah. fireplace, fireplace poker. Thank you, yeah. Connie. And so, uh, <laughs> he, uh, and Peter, her... Um, her really terrible boyfriend is uh, is at the school at the conservatory, and Peter, he is Dave from uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Peter sucks. Peter does suck. Peter fucking sucks. Every time Peter you think he's going to understand her side, sucks. every time you think he's going to understand <laughs> her side of what she's saying, nope. he then doubles, triples, and quadruples down on I think the we- horrible shit he's saying to what her. What is five? Quintipplers? Quintuple? That's where we landed. Because I, mean, I looked at you, I was like, is this a quadruple down? So so his gal friend, who is our protagonist? It's, I'd argue. It's yeah. Jess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Olivia, Olivia Hussey is Jess. Jessica. And she is definitely, she's the first character you see. She's the one who answers the phone f- the first time. I thought um, the drunk was going to be our protagonist. Yes. Yes. I did the first time I saw this movie. I thought it's Margot Kidder. I'm like, oh, she's gonna be, she's gonna be this, like the star of the movie. Sidebar. We'll do a, we'll both hard style real quick. Like we're, uh, we're Clara Bow. Yeah. Um, you know, side mission. How good was that chick in this? How fucking? I knew she'd be good. I love her. Now, both of us did find. Almost everyone that was on screen attractive. <laughs> this sorority house. It was every single one of them. Everybody's got something going on. We're sorry. Yes. But with that said, everyone is. And then, of course, like we're looking at uh, the curly haired gal. And I'm like, I know this lady. I know this lady. She's very attractive. But I know this lady. The nerdy she one. looks like somebody I know. But you mean specifically she also, the actress. Well, I've seen the actress in other things when she was a little bit older. Yes. And she really looked like this person I know yes. from my life. Yes. Right? But her young looked like a younger version of that same person. So we both had the thing where it was like, oh, this looks like a person we know. And then we looked it up and she's one of the Second City uh, alumni. Andre- Andrea Martin. Yes. She plays Phil in this. Fantastic. She, oh, she's great. Her character is great. Everybody's acting their ass off. When she has to give the drunk gal a talking to... They both kill that performance. Oh, when she tells her to go to bed. She's like, like go to she, bed, and then she re- refuses to make eye contact with her. Look, I have been both people in this argument. 
both people did very good. Yeah. Because at first the drunk becomes indignant and then has the horrible, nightmarish realization that just like every other time before this, Connor, this was all their fault. Well, that's the thing is that that whole <laughs> scene, actually that wrong. whole dinner scene after they've gone to the, um, uh, after they've gone to the police station, um, that whole dinner scene is, is, is Margot Kidder is obviously now, she becomes more shit faced. Yes. Yeah, she is shit faced. Well, by she's the time real they drunk get- at that kid's party, too. Remember, she's feeding that kid booze. She's all drunk. Yeah. She does two crescendos of getting loaded as one would over a two day period. And she, in that dinner scene, is like, she's manically talking, but like being fun. And then it, um, at like, yeah. drop. Drop of a hat. She like, yeah, yeah, switches to then she's mad at them. She's trying to make me drink colloidal silver. (laughs) She's like, she's yelling at them for thinking that she's the reason Claire is missing. But obviously she's the only one thinking this. No one in the world thought that. (laughs) No one in the world thought. That's the thing about being like, Uh, there's different forms of addict. You can be where you become uh, a little delusional and paranoid, right? And alcohol is one of them. Yeah. And that's asinine. No one thought that. No. What the fuck are you talking about? That's what she's thinking because she's- Because everyone blames everything on me. Well, she also, she's thinking to that first night when Claire's still alive where she like gives Claire shit, like- yeah. Shit talking her because she's got a buzz on and she's having some fun. But Claire's Claire a sensitive out her girl. Her parents are like, we don't give a fuck if you come home. We're bad parents or some shit. That's that's right? uh, Barb. That's Barb. that's Margot Kidder. It gets the Barb. phone call and yeah. and she, that's why she wants to go uh, skiing. But Claire yes. has other plans. Claire's like, I'm going home to see my family. Stupid, it's Christmas. And she's like, Well, then fuck you, dude. So Claire gets upset and goes upstairs and. And what did what did she say about Claire? I can I can always recognize a professional virgin. Like she just like she lights her up. Yeah, 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 yeah. she yeah. lights her up. Yes, Claire so has some sick bedroom. Merch, so by she's the way. thinking about this the whole time, and she's getting progressively more drunk, and thinks that I I imagine it's I mean it's obviously only in her head that she thinks she's the reason Claire like disappeared. No, it's a drunk thought. That's yeah, because shit. I don't think yeah. because I think at that point they're not thinking that that Claire has been abducted or no. the fact that this entire movie Claire it has a she's bag upstairs, over her head and she's yeah. sitting in a rocking chair. Well, you got to think they never find great her, imagery. Never find her. Oh, it's iconic. That's why it's the cover of the thing. But, it's great imagery. Oh my god, um, it's insanely awesome. I could spend the whole rest of this podcast talking about just the. The, the narrative tool that is her in that plastic bag wrapped up for Christmas. Um, they don't find her. No. And then I got kind of upset because I was like, he said get these bodies out of here. Remember, it's just the two gals that get killed in the house and they're stacked in the bedroom there. And Peter's dead downstairs. Yes. They never found... Mrs. Mack Mrs. or... Mrs. Mack because she's supposed to be with her Claire. sister. She's supposed to be at her sister's house. Yeah. Sorry, my mustache just went up my nose. She's supposed to be at her sister's house. That resets your brain. I, it's one of those I'll things where, like, the sensation folks, happens and your brain doesn't know what you know. When it disconnects. You know when you're taking a piss and you get that piss chill. Yes, that's the same where my brain goes. I'm a human and I'm alive. Anyway, um, it's like it's that. Short it's like circuits that. your it's brain. Short circuits your, um, 
Anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? Black Christmas. Yeah, yeah iconic so, shit. So, so wait, those two gals are upstairs. Are yeah, so Barb and Phil are dead in- Barb, Phil, and the killer are chilling up in the attic. Whole time cops are in there. No, that's that's Claire and um, Claire and Mrs. Mack are in the attic with the killer. I'm trying yes, to think Barb of how many dead bodies have they found. They found Barb they and Phil. Barb and Phil. And then gals. they and they discover Jess in the basement with Peter dead. With Peter, he's on top of her because I guess she bedonked him with that thing. You know what? This might be a this might be a hole though, because why would the hospital not be able to handle three bodies? Remember, Nash is saying like. Uh, we got to take got the, the bodies chicken. up to the other. We got to the, the dead chicken from the park. Oh, okay. So we're so talking like about five all or the six dead bodies, bodies now. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a. It seems like a small town. Like two morgue beds. It seems like a small town, so it probably, it probably checks out. The hospitals at the doctor's house, like in Blob. That's what it is. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it is. It is. Yeah. That's the, the problem. The hospital is actually some guy's house. It's, <laughs> it's my apartment. It's like the parlor in somebody's home. That's that's it. There's some nurse that was about to go home and make her whole family dinner from scratch somehow. Weird time. <laughs> Weird time. We um, um, the the first reveal of uh, Claire in the rocker. Yes, is fucking fantastic. Oh my god! Yes. It, it, like I said, iconic shit. So many awesome Bob Clark shots in this. He loves lighting in the way that, like, I get a little bony for you, lighting. Uh, you also noticed um, the it, later in the movie when they're on the phone, you see in the background that there's a shadow that keeps moving. Like, yeah. he's lurking around the house they while they're, tell. yeah, yeah. That they, and they never know he's there. Yeah. That's also when you get the clear uh, reveal is when um, when they're doing, like, that that children's song. Where it's just like every children's song is fucking nightmarish. Yeah, they're like singing uh, one of the standard. Uh, but this one said they're saying something about you know skinning a rabbit. Oh yes, no, to no, wrap no, up the baby. Billy upstairs is singing a song to himself, and he's like, "Eat the children, wrap them up with rabbit skin." It's fucking nuts, man. It's definitely some German translated to English song. Yeah. That's like, but it's, be, ni- be nice to your parents so you'll turn into a bleeding stump. But it's <laughs> it's like when I'm in, I'm in like seventh grade and my teacher enlightens me to the fact that like Ring Around the Rosie was, was you know, the during the plague. Yeah, like but I heard that's thing. bullshit. Now that's, I think that really? might be, I think that'd be one of those facts they told us that we were kids, when we were kids, it's like absolute that bullshit or something. Yeah, they lied to us all the time, man. Why would they do that? He was For a money. science teacher. To teach you a lesson about being stupid. He just knew in the future I'd be doing an no, internet he, radio show. No, some no, somebody was like somebody was like, This is a cool fact. And he was like, Oh, I'll tell the kids I teach this. And then like it's like one of those facts where like people who are specialists in this are like, that's not true. You know what I'm talking about? Or it's totally true. We could Google it. I won't. I no, won't know. No, no. It's both true and untrue, like the cat. It's yes, it's Schrodinger's nursery rhyme. Yes, it exists and does not. Okay. Did you have Mr. Crone? Remember him? Who? Mr. Crone. I had him in seventh grade. I had Mr. Coe in seventh grade. No. And Mr. Coe is the one who told me the ring around the rosy thing. No way, really? Yeah. Wow, we should go fight him. Do you think he still works there? <laughs> no, I know he doesn't. He was gone the next year. What happened? I uh, I think he runs like the, uh, like a <coughs> science department at a different high school now, like one far better than the middle school I was going to. What a dickhead! 
He left us all behind. <laughs> they said they wouldn't do that. Remember? Remember? They had they had the soldier who pointed at the penis in Guantanamo Bay come out. Yes, and say, and no child, child left, left behind. behind. Yes. And then they dropped in that banner that said Mission What's wild is during <clears throat> No Child Left Behind. I could not. Like I made it impossible for them to grad for me to graduate high school. Like you even heard, during No Child Left so Behind, so you took this as like a challenge. Yes, right. Like, where I'm like, like you, you like, must leave me yes. behind. Oh, yeah. They were like, you were like, not on my watch. <laughs> yes, you I, went in and killed. <laughs> oh, speaking of someone going in and killed, this fucking faceless dickhead's up there in the attic. Right? I like the choice to not ever show his face, but only in little pieces. Like, they show his eye there. Yeah. And his eye has sh- some type of retinal damage or something that has given him some weird eye. Not retinal eye- damage. I don't want to insult anybody, but he has a uh, strange color pattern yeah. in his... Yes. And they only show the... shit called? Cornea? Cornucopia. Cornholia. Cornholio. <laughs> it's your cornea, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's cornholio. No, it's 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 well done. Like even um, like that's one of the things uh, when he's at at the end of the movie chasing Jess through the house after like after Nash calls her and tells her to get out of the house. She goes up to try and get Phil and Barb, and uh, I love that he still doesn't show him even though she's being chased by him. Oh, so you only awesome. see like the legs coming down the stairs, his hand grabbing her hair as she runs past the it's railing. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's like um, there's never a reveal of what the killer looks like. It's so sick. You only ever see POV, so you see his hands. and you That have shot the, of him grabbing her hair. Yeah, it's so good. It was very unsettling. Yeah. Like really got me. It's yeah. the. I've seen this movie a bunch of times now and it still holds tension like I in the seen end Texas Chainsaw Massacre almost 10 times right and I'm still and horrified when that door slams open for the first time I'm always my penis like shrinks in a little bit like it's cold out <laughs> yes my penis that averts danger and runs away <laughs> yeah Dude, it's scary as fuck and it, it always will be it is it's it effective is. it's effective filmmaking you and never you and I are both uh, experts on this <laughs> so <laughs> you you never get any um, gory kills. No. You, I was going to bring that up later. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff Very where, little blood in this movie at all. Yeah. The blood, uh, you know when um, she bedangs, she fucking clickety-clacks him with that goddamn skier. Yeah. The little, the little fireplace harpoon. Yeah. She bashes him with this thing. <laughs> the blood on him? None of the blood effects looks good. good. No, none good. of it does. It reminds me of... Um, the cokehead from Boogie Nights when he gets the spears. Remember when he gets the spears in, um, <laughs> in Indiana Jones? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got there, buddy. <laughs> we got I there. I thought we were talking about no, Boogie Nights, no, but you were just no. referring to the character from Boogie yes. Nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Alfred Molino. Yes, getting speared in Raiders. So, you know what's funny? The, the poor sons of bitches that listen to this stupid thing are going, Alfred Molina. He means Alfred Molina. And it's not called that. 
It's called Raiders of the Lost Ark, you stupid asshole. I know. I'm testing you. I'm going to gaslight the audience into thinking it's their fault. Oh, my God. Oh, God, that's what her horrible boyfriend would do. He's a real pervert. They yeah, really well, make you believe he's going to be... Okay, should we... St- no, we'll, well because Let's get into his shit after the break. Well, Je- Jess, Jess, you you see he's not a great boyfriend uh, because after, after Claire's dead and still nobody knows any of this stuff, um, Jess goes to the conservatory to talk to Peter. Yes. Because she's pregnant. We don't know that yet, but she, yeah, you can tell something is his goofy piano. Yeah, because he wants to he, yeah, he wants to uh join the orchestra. <laughs> so he I don't know how this world works. Bro, schoolwork when you're like an art student is like you're going to play a song. It's real fucking weird, man. So Bro, you got to do like a monologue. So he's he's been practicing and uh she goes to the conservatory to tell him she's pregnant and uh, he takes this as good news and very quickly into that conversation you realize for her, not good news. And instead of being understanding, he like doubles down. Furthest, furthest fucking thing, the furthest any human being, I couldn't believe he was just like, no, what? How many double downs is this? Where he just is essentially it's just a KFC like KFC sandwich over and over again, man. Yeah, where they is that the one where they made it's the just, bread just chicken? All chickens. It's just chicken it's just with chickens bacon and, and cheese, cheese in between. He wears one of those little dresses like the burgers from Porky. <laughs> so um, he he is essentially like you, it almost looks like on his face like he's gonna be like, oh, okay, I misread this. Uh, instead, he's like, you you're not having an abortion, and, she, and it's like. My man, this wasn't like a we discussion. Well, well he, <laughs> he immediately goes with like the, well, this isn't just a you decision. And I was like, my man is though. Sorry. This is just Sorry, like, pal. But that's the thing. You get all she, the privileges of having a penis between your legs. This is one thing we don't get to make the call on. Huh? She's, you know, she's <laughs> for essentially. For thousands of years, we made the calls on things. Not this one, pal. Right? Yeah, she's. doesn't she, matter how much your cum is involved. She's essentially just coming there to be like, listen. I'm, I'm telling you what's happening. And I'm taking care of this situation. That's what yes. she said. She was like, I wasn't really going to tell you about it anyway. They were having a we're in college relationship. Yeah. And for her, this was like, this is the guy I've had sex with a couple times and continue to have sex with when I'm not doing schoolwork or yeah. having sex with other men. <laughs> I'm in college. Yes. This conversation not, comes back around some later. Of the people, like, it seems like Phil and her uh, boyfriend are having, like, a committed relationship. This is a different thing, right? Yeah, yeah. The other girl is like, I fuck you sometimes because we have a good schedule. He's Right? Like, you're off on Wednesdays and so am I. He is <laughs> like, He is in a different relationship he's like, than her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. He's like, because later he, on, he shows up he, and is like, I will you was, marry I, me? Yes, I thought he was doing a Danny Noonan. Oh, that's all I need. I thought he was doing a Danny Noonan and being like, well, I'll marry you. No. He's like, I'll marry you. Or no, he's like, well, we got to have this baby. I'm quitting the conservatory. I'll quit the conservatory so we can have this baby. And she's like, we're not having the baby. I'm in college. I just fuck you sometimes. Yeah, where she's like, essentially like, remember not- how you, you said you always wanted to play in the orchestra? And remember I, I told have, you about my dreams? That's my favorite part of this where I was like, Bob. You can call his messages to be, you can call him uh, heavy handed all you want. 
I'm going to disagree. Like, look, I know that in the Night of Dead or Dead Night or the first fucking movie we watched. Um, oh, you mean uh, I went to Vietnam and I'm on heroin. Yeah. That movie had some metal horns ass shit that was kind of like, I get that it was heavy handed. Her saying like, you said you have these dreams, right? Remember how I also said I had dreams? You like you were there for that. Do you remember what those dreams are? Like you're waiting for this to turn into being like, tell me you remember what my dreams are, right? Yes. Like where she's told, like, you I'm and not- I had a conversation where we shared our dreams. You remember mine, right? And I, I like in no way am I deciding to not no. pursue my dreams. Yeah. To have this kid. Well, because he says this dumbass stuff. I was like, well, I don't understand why we can't have the kid. And, and also, you can do your dreams. And it's and like, we can get married. Have you ever met? Being. Also, we've seen him in two conversations. And we immediately know that there is no world where she marries him and continues to pursue her dreams. None. They're, like, you immediately one. know there that this no guy. There is no way where the two of these people don't get married and end in a divorce. There is none. <laughs> yes. There is none. He's insane. Yes. He's so insane. You're like, he may be the killer. Yeah. For yeah. most of the movie. It's set up. It, because it, it's set he, up. He bedonks the, uh, gish, gish. He smashes up the, um. The piano. Yeah. The with the piano mic stand. There. He says, fuck you. Also, I told you this while we were watching it. I think he should have been screaming. Literally like. <sighs> oh, while he, he lost, smashed. He lost, um. Yeah, he did not. It's not everything sports. I he did I don't not even like sports. He but did I keep not pass. It. He didn't pass his his, his like was piano his, recital it exam. Was, it was his big piano <laughs> recital, and his parents didn't show up because they forgot it was happening. And they went to have dinner also at Harpoon like, Willie's, so they forgot to come. He also yeah. gets like while he's playing, gets like real sweaty, <laughs> and like they're. Yeah. Uh, without saying anything, you're like, oh, he's thinking about the abortion and throwing it all away. Yep. <laughs> like, it's, you he's can see distracted. he's, yeah, you can yeah. see he's like, the reason I didn't pass this is because of that bitch. Because, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, it's yes. essentially. Yes. Like, God, what? Bob Clark, really, though. It's like, what the fuck happened with Porky's? <laughs> yeah. There's, it's so much, it's like how the first film had hundreds of my boys. Um, this, there were so many. It's like he heard us from the grave and then went back in time and made this movie. He heard us being like, why are there no setups and payoffs? And why are the setups and payoffs such dog shit that do exist? Yeah. And then this movie was just like, remember? And I'm like, yes. One of them really got me. I can't remember what it was. All right, we'll think about it. But anyway, I'm going to take a break because my my penis is full of pee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's where it's stored, right? <laughs> I think that's how it works. Just, just anyway. I love you. Bye. Bye. And we're bong with Hollywood Hodgepod. I'm I'm Michael. <laughs> Who are you? Did we do this now? What's up, dude? That was your piss. <laughs> I didn't even piss. You didn't? I did. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> so I like um I like one of the filmmaking choices he makes. When, uh, after Margot Kidder has had her fucking hammered, uh, rant and Phil's like, go the fuck to bed. You're too drunk. When she, goes she upstairs. horribly embarrasses herself in front of her yeah, family so and she, a stranger. Yeah. So she goes upstairs and then you have, um, 
Art Hindle, the guy that's uh, playing the townie boyfriend in his fur coat. Uh, Jess shows up. The man with the most square jawline in history. <laughs> and they come in and they're coming to tell them that there's a little girl miss- missing yeah. and Claire is missing. Yes. So we're going to be doing a search party and scanning the town. But n- all of this is just done, shot from outside of the dining room, from outside of the house, looking through the window. You don't hear anything they're saying to each other. Then you see them all like gather stuff and then come out the front door. As they're going, they start talking about the search party. But you don't hear any... I like the choice to it's shoot sick. this from outside. You don't yeah. hear any of the conversation that's happening. He makes some interesting choices that, like, I, I, I'm, I noticed more stuff um, this, this time, time around, yeah. just from watching it a few times now. Where like I'm, I'm looking at other things happening than like the the main stuff. Uh, that's why I was happy you pointed out the the shadow in the background because I didn't even yeah, yeah yeah I didn't yeah. even notice it. I feel like and this t- is one of those films that like the tenth time you're like oh my god I saw a new thing yeah That's like crazy. noticing that their pants yeah. were different I it, it slipped yeah. it past me every time somehow He's because now it seems like a but I mean even they did they show the mother of the missing um, uh, teenage girl who is she's giving like her police interview too we haven't talked about this. This character actor, who's the lieutenant? Oh, yes, the he's um, just so good. The man. the uh, Heather Langenkamp's dad in uh, in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. He is so good in this movie. Yes, God I love damn. him. Um, but he's given an inter- she's given an interview to him, and um, so they set up who the mother is, and then that search party. Um, this girl goes nuts. So I guess she found. Oh, the she body, finds the, right? yeah. She's fucking and this is, that. I think she says her daughter's like 13 or something. So yeah. she's in like high, like freshman year of high school or yeah, something. Yeah, you're so like she, in middle school, high school, early yeah. high school. Um, and then the mother, the father of the bad girl. Of Claire. Of Claire is on the, on the mission too. Yeah. Trying to find her daughter, his daughter. When he, he hears the up. screaming, I think he's, he's thinking to himself, is this going to be Claire? Mine, yes. Yeah. So they, they walk up and it's, uh. Like you said, he makes the choice to have her screaming, but it's silent. And, and it's you're the hearing phone ringing from the next, next shot. Scene. That's oh, so God. good. It's so good. And the shot, the blocking on the the shot of the phone, it's like right up on that sun bitch. And you see her in the background, like coming to. I love that. I, lo- yeah. I love. And the lighting in this, like that scene you were talking about where you see his little feet's there, where yes. you see him grab and yank her by her hair. Yes. Probably my favorite. It's upsetting. It really Maybe is. It's because I have long hair, right? No, it's just, it's a, it's jarring. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. And it's also uh I mean, I I've had I've had dreams about running from somebody chasing me. Yeah, everybody has that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So like seeing something like that, it's scary. It's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's it the payoff is coming back of like the fact that we know the door is fucked up so it doesn't latch correctly. I love that. So like all of that is paying off in the end. Yeah, she tries to go to the door, and then when she ri- runs past the landing, they show, is when he gets her by the hair. They show how incompetent the the copper doing um, dispatches. Oh, Nash. Yeah, this man, folks. He's the one gym teacher from Porky's. This gentleman. Yeah, he's the one that keeps being like, she howls like a dog. Yeah, and he's the like, co- I you, don't you get have it. to take her up to the yeah yeah. For comical reasons, I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> Um, (laughs) 
So he goes, <laughs> so this man looks more like a ventriloquist dummy <laughs> he than does. a ventriloquist that dummy a does. Fucking, that is a great call. He does. He that looks- this human being is a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> he looks- and, they, and he he is a dummy <laughs> in the film. <laughs> he really looks he, like No, one. he does. Um, and he is very much so a, a stupid moron. Asshole. He's this. a stupid asshole. He's the one that doesn't get the fellatio joke. And they're hammering <laughs> home the fact that he's incompetent. Yeah. Well, the yeah, best cop a- ever, the, the most handsome square face cop of all time, who has a unibrow and it looks better. Like, oh, he yeah. makes a unibrow look awesome. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? He's got a lot of facial hair. No, not a It doesn't matter. Anyway, my man calls him and he's like, you will call the sorority house and you will tell that girl to hang up the phone and go outside. Stand in the street. I'll be there in five minutes. Right. You will not fuck this up, yeah. Uncle Billy. <laughs> yeah. Dude's got fucking four or five different little ties around his fingers. Piece of shit. He's sitting at the police station. He says to him, you will not fuck this up or, and I quote, I will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, he does say it in the cheeky way, like, I'll kill you. Yeah. Um, but no, he is, he cannot be clear enough to him. Do not tell her that the killer is in the house, homeboy. Yes. We'll get to how we know that. But anyway. Well, it's the fact that, it's the fact that while all of this is happening, you have Je- like the search party, the dead girl, Claire's missing. Jess calls and gets Nash on the phone at the police station. And she's like, listen, I've been getting these obscene phone calls. Is there something we can do about this? And he's like, I mean, it's probably just a prank. And and it was, it's Claire's father overhears him saying 6 Belmont Street, which is, which is the, the, house address for mm. the sorority house. That sounds familiar to me. <laughs> yeah. So, so then it's, it's so that, then so being the house, brought to the lieutenant. The house that it's like that lady with the math all around her, the <laughs> house that my daughter lives at, she's missing by the way. The house that my daughter lives at is receiving lewd and insane. Obscene phone obscene calls. phone calls. Yeah. And he's like, it's probably a joke, stupid. It's really busy down here. <laughs> and right. the dad's like, oh, wait, whoa, hold up. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, my man. Are you... <laughs> what can is we, wrong can with we do you? An investigate? You know yeah, like, like you didn't think that this was something that should be addressed. You like should mention the, this. Yeah, you know, like the girl who's missing. Her yeah. house is receiving obscene phone calls, mm, threatening ones. Yeah, That's so strange. Anyway, so it's really just, busy down yeah, here at the police station. Can you fuck <laughs> off? A te- also, he also says a teenage girl was murdered. Everyone in this town it says this every time they meet a new person. Around being like a teenage girl was murdered. They're giving they're giving like descriptions of the girl, uh, the facts only the killer could know. Yeah. They're ruining this fucking case. But every every time someone meets like, a don't new, don't you know a teenage girl was murdered with a knife and then her throat time. was slit and this like. He's literally getting into the details. You're not supposed to tell people shit. No. One time a cop pulled me out of my car with the gun out, like had me get out of the car, made me sit on the side of the road, finds out I'm not the droid he's looking for, and lets me go. Not once did he say sorry, because they don't say, they're not allowed. No. If he says sorry, I could be like, I sue. Yeah. I sue you. No. He can't say he's sorry. This cop's like, did you know everyone's dead? We're not good at our job. What the fuck is happening? (laughs) Ah, well, this is the inciting incident for meeting my MVP of the movie, uh, Bill Graham, the 
the telephone uh, company worker. Oh my God, he is putting in work. And so this is the and so all of this is what gets the lieutenant to be like, we should tap the phone, try and figure out who's making these phone calls because this might be of use to us considering a girl from this house is missing. So you meet Bill Graham, who is a fantastic, they might've just hired a guy who works for the telephone. Company. He's so good. He looks like a bunch of different famous people. But the thing yeah. is when a guy like this comes in and he's in the movie, does a specialized job. This man is doing everything like he does it every day. Like it's his living. Yeah. Like there's a reason why the phone is hanging on this side of him and he's got his tool pouch. Like it's, he, he he's like lived in. Yeah. 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 So it's like any fleshed out character that works at this. Also, like we learned today that tapping a phone used to be a fun time adventure. It's my favorite scene of this entire movie. Is him running through you gotta those run foam through corridors banks. and find out which one's wiggling its penis, and then you got to open up its box. And you you got to do it quick, and you got to clip to the wiggling penis. If you don't clip to it fast enough, it goes away. Yeah, and then for some reason, that's not the same one later on when they call. Like, because you could be like, "Base, this is the one." No, it goes through a different little wiggling robot penis later on. It is such a fun. What scene. the fuck is happening? It is such a fun scene. He's great, and you're right. He does have his specialized different tools that zip up the way, like his keys. Like, man, you're right. Yeah, he's got his special ladder for roaming through there. Like, I don't know if this is if they literally were just like, we need a, we need a scene done at at the phone company, and then they go there and they're like, get a load of this guy. Oh, have like, Gary do it. Yeah. just Gary have, trains all the new guys how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, he's really nice and so personal. He, so that guy never acted again. No. He just works for the phone company. But his dialogue's good. It's not like he's just good at doing the job No, acting. no, no, that's what I mean. No, he like, it's not like he's driving the machine real well in a movie. You know what I mean? No. Hey, just waves waving. at the camera. <laughs> he just doesn't know how to act. <laughs> he doesn't know how to act. No, he's not. He... He's, he's, I don't even need to contemplate this at the end of the mo- at the end of the discussion. Bill Graham is my he's MVP, your MVP without a doubt. Really, this I had my- a, see, I had a couple. This is one of our favorite kind of films where a bunch of uh, character actors they come in, they hang the dick, smack it around all over the floor. Stepping is, on is yours the lieutenant? Is your is he that you, I your MVP? Love him. Yeah, I love this character. It's um, you know, my entire life I hear about. Uh, Hawaii Five O. Keep hearing about this movie. It's it's referenced and everything. Hear about Hawaii Five O. So my parents came and stayed with me, right? So they they you know they're weird. They pop on Hawaii Five O. So now I'm watching it because I got home from work and I'm just trying to smoke weed. Is that and the they're watching Tom Selleck. Who's in no, Hawaii Five O? No, it's 5-0? it's um. Oh my oh, god! No, Tom Selleck's Magnum oh, P.I. I had his name too. His he the character actor who's the main character in that. His name is something really funny. Not funny, but... Steve Stinky Penis? No, it's like Tom Stone or something. I can't remember. Jack, I wish I didn't go on this digression. But anyway, that character actor made me be like, oh, yeah. Right. Like, I was immediately in. Like, this was always a goofy television show to me. And then I watched this guy be like, I'm the best. And I was like, I bought it. It's like Charlton Heston in um, I'm Angry at the Monkeys. (laughs) In Planet of the Apes. Yeah. They killed my boy. I hate um, monkeys. I hate monkeys and I'm upset with Charlton Heston. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I really you shall it. not pass. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Give so, me the easy cocksucker. So the, the, 
the first time I ever watched a Black Christmas, and I, I, I see like you can kind of see it coming in the distance, and I'm, I'm thinking, no, this can't, this can't actually be happening because it's when a stranger calls. That that's the movie where you get. The calls are coming, the calls from, coming from inside the house. And then it happens. And I'm like, wait, they did this first? Yeah. I was very confused the first time I watched this movie. But, like, you can see it coming. And then when they finally deliver, the call's coming from inside. It's also, it's, it's Nash being a moron helps set this up. Because it's him calling the lieutenant being like, hey, the call's coming from 6 Belmont Street. And he's like, that's, no... That's where the calls are going to, Nash, yeah, you stupid. fucking idiot. What have you done? Yeah, why and are you he, calling me? And then he's like, no. Yeah. It, the, the call's coming from there. Yeah, no, they set up a bunch of times where Nash is in town. And, and that's what I was going to say later Later on. He's He calls the girl and he says, listen to me. Are you alone in the house? And she's like, no, these other dickheads are upstairs asleep. And he's, and he's like, like, do not ask any questions. Do not ask me any questions. You need to do exactly as I say. And she's like, got it. He's like... Hang up the phone. Go stand outside. They'll be there in a little bit. And she's like, she's but, like, but my friends are upstairs. And he's like, you're should not I get my friends? Fucking <laughs> listening to me, dickhead. I said, hang up the phone. No question. Get your skinny ass outside. And don't ask any you fucking stop questions. Stop fucking around. And she's like, but my friend. And he's like, what? What the fuck? The fuck? Yeah, I'm gonna go get my friends first. Ah! I, yeah. Go outside. It's go very, outside, Jessica. It's very frustrating. It's so annoying. So he goes, listen. And what did my man say, Connor? My man said one fucking thing. Do, do not, not tell, tell her that the killer is in the house. And in a last ditch effort to get Jessica to get to it to like register with outside. her, she's yeah. like, I'm not fucking around. Yeah. Go outside. The killer's in the house. And she's like, but my friends. Oh, no. So she gets the idea that <laughs> to defend herself. Fuck you. This is where she gets the fireplace poker. This young lady weighs 110 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. There is a serial killer. Listen, and, and you know what? That's not even throwing shade, dude. Like, what do I? I'm like 170 pounds, grown man, yeah. right? Somebody's killed many people in town. And I'm not heavily armed. At this point, I'm not he's file that. I'm not fucking with it. At this point, he's killed four people in the house, Go plus outside. the little girl outside. Go outside. There's like a lot of circumstances where if somebody called me and was like, "Hi, you need to hang up the phone right now and go outside of your house right now." This is that extreme. gives me. Could you I'm imagine upset. getting that phone call? Because it feels like a trap. <sighs> you get out there, and that little fish guy's out there. I'm so sorry. He's out there, dude. He's in the car. He's in the cop car wearing a now cop outfit. (laughs) Just rolls down the window. (laughs) It's a trap. Fuck him. Fucking Dick Cheney's in the car with him. Him, Mitch McConnell. It's crazy. Oh, that, God help but, us, man. But you know what's you, funny? I love this movie. <laughs> but you saying that about the phone call literally gave me chills down my spine. Yeah. Like, could you imagine receiving that Hi. phone call? Hi, Connery. <laughs> this is the Bricktown Police Department. My name's Sergeant Go Fuck Yourself. I need you to listen to me extremely carefully and not 
ask me any questions. All right? You need to hang up the phone right now. Don't fucking ask me questions. (laughs) Don't roll your eyes. I can hear you rolling your eyes. Hang up the phone. Listen, hang up the phone and go outside. I'd be like, no, you're going to shoot me, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to shoot me when I get out there. The minute I open the door, kadoosh. They didn't blow me away. What did I do? I didn't even do anything. <laughs> oh, God. It's such a good setup. It really is. It's such a good setup. It's the, the tension all at the end of the movie is, is fantastic. Uh, Peter, Peter ends up getting killed by her yeah, in by the Jessica. basement. Yes. After for, or at least for we, like, well, we assume. Because they're both, um, he's dead, it seems like, and she's unconscious. She, like, yeah, she's, she's like, holding, she passed out from the upset. She's holding the, the smashy, her, her, her bait and Fireplace stick. harpoon. Yes, her fireplace harpoon, TM. Um, she's got that, and it, we're led to believe that she was like, a good day. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm so sorry, I hit your head. And then they, like, fell on each other, because she's, like, hugging him. Yes. But like what if the fucking baby baby Billy who lives upstairs came down and he was like none of my watch and fucking knocked him out to save Jessica cuz that's his mommy. Agnes. Jessica's his mom. Wait, no, who's So so in these phone conversations what I'm led to believe not conversations, these obscene phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what they are. They're one-sided. They're more of a monologue, if you will. Yeah. But but what are we led to believe here? That this person, Billy, Mm. was left alone with the baby. Mm -hmm. The baby's name was Agnes. I guess so. I think maybe he killed the baby. And this and this um, conversation we're hearing on the on the one you know side of it. He's doing different voices. He sure so, is. So are we are we led to believe that it's the mother and father of the baby That's confronting was, the fact yeah. that Billy has killed the baby? Yes, the, the original ones, and then they start to incorporate more of the, uh, or just share similarities with the story. Of, I think he can hear people yelling at each other in the house. Oh, 100%. That's so why he incorporates, like, the, your, yeah. like, when she talks about the abortion to Peter the one time, she he makes the comment of, like, you're talking about this like you're having a wart removed. Yeah. And that comes up in, the, like, the next obscene phone yeah. call. I mean, So, yes, 100%. He's in the attic. She's having a, a collection of cells it's that are removed. living off of her body removed. So it is I would argue like, that it is very much i have opinions but that's so and you know what's funny my opinions don't matter you know why (laughs) guess what it's my penis you know they invalidate (laughs) them right it's like i'm not an expert on this on account of my penis right so anyway so the original phone calls then so that's what we're thinking so so is the the killer in the house is that billy so at some point Billy was probably institutionalized mm-hmm. for killing his little sister. Mm, that's what it seems like to me, yeah. And Billy has escaped. What, what, I wonder, because I, I don't, there's nowhere in the movie where they say anything about like. 
Yeah, I think it's they, not like a Halloween this, situation where they're like, up to us. where no, they're like, Michael no ba- Myers escaped from yes, the. There is no backstory yeah, yeah. where the uh, private detective who actually put him in the mental institution was like, "Well, I <laughs> found shows a, up. I found a young boy with his dead exposition, sister exposition, and his dead parents exposition. because the parents confronted him about killing his daughter, and he beat them to death with a tack hammer or whatever while they slept. Like there is no that. Yes. We're just like, there's a crazy guy. He lives in the attic." And through the obscene phone calls, we're it's, getting the we have, backstory. We have so many things that are still spooky in pop culture today in this film. We have that, um, and I can't remember what this phenomenon's called, but it's the somebody secretly living in your fucking house. Oh. It's called something strange, too, like not what you'd think it was. It's called like flowering or something really weird. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, no, some weird name that I didn't expect for the, what it was called. Isn't that like puckering your asshole out? Is I, that flowering? I don't know, buddy. I don't know. Um, I'm going to be sick. Um, it reminds me of a... Wait, I'm going to go to Urban Dictionary. It reminds me of how bird is the word for some reason. If I go to Urban Dictionary, I'm going to look up the word flowering and no, see if but it I hasn't know. fucked up. But yes, okay, so there's these themes, right? So there's the somebody secretly living in your house. That keeps coming up a lot in like today's scaries and, and thrillers, right? And then all of the POV stuff is our, our slasher shit. So it's all the slasher shit. Like there's a ton of, we're breaking lots of ground with this son bitch. What does flowering mean, Connie? God damn it. No, I'm a... You don't want to tell there, me? No, there's a, like... There's many. Your face. Both of them aren't good. They're not good? I don't want to I don't want to talk can about this. They if they want to. Yeah. Okay. Just go to Urban Dictionary and it's the first two things that come up for flowering. I'm so upset. I don't... You can tell me about it later. This is somebody made this up. Yeah. This is This is like when yes. when me, you, and uh, Feinberg would hang out. Yeah. And we'd, we'd try and come up try with... Try and make up new dirty words. New sexual... New sexual, yeah. Like mine why, was the hot air balloon. We, we would come up with words well, and... Do you want to tell us what the What hot a hot air balloon, balloon was? Yeah. Shoving your testicle into somebody's asshole. That's cool. That's a hot air balloon. That's cool. Both of them or just one? Just one. Just one's good. That's good. That's good. It's good to be friends with your pals. Um, no, but for real, this movie's got a lot of um, groundbreaking going on. Yes. It's like you and your damn jackhammer. Mm-hmm. Fucking piece of shit. I'm, I'm mad. Are you upset? Are you upset? Very good. All right. Yes. That. The- so, yeah, but no, but literally, we got the dude, secret dude living in your house, which is literally yeah. one of the most scary fucking things I can think of. God, the calls are coming like, from There's some dude in my fucking just- attic. If I find out there's some baby dude living in my attic being a baby, I'm going to be upset. What if it's just some hairless guy? Oh. <laughs> then I'd be like, hey, come live in the house. She's going to pay half the rent, cunt. Yeah. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I said it Australian. It's fine. Anyway, no, pay the rent. Yeah. Uh, maybe he wants to take bong rips. He's just sitting up there by himself. <laughs> take some bong rips. Watch me play Minecraft. It'll be fun. The, the, um, the fact that this was a proto slasher and a lot of this stuff was borrowed from and done in homage and everything still does not take away from the fact how effective all of this stuff is in this it's, movie. It is. It's funny. It's, it's crazy. It's like the first slasher and his now like jumped all the way to the top. To, it's like one of my favorite slashers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or this kind of horror at all. And it's, we saw so little blood. 
we saw so little gore. And don't get me wrong, I love bloody gory bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it I has love, a time and a place like, for it. Yeah. Lawnmower fucking cutting everybody up, splattering blood everywhere. Oh, yeah. Did we Hell ever yeah. fi- Dead Doesn't Alive? Matter. Dead Alive. Dead Alive. Thank you. Damn. Was it on one of your damn lists, you psychopath? No, I just thought of it now. Who were on the 1991 Yankees? Do you know? If you tell me, I'll throw up. No, All right. right. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, <clears throat> Wade Boggs. I honestly am, am in <laughs> Mickey Mantle. It's always that Mickey Mantle's on there. Um, he was a Yankee, too, wasn't he? Who? Old Mick? Yes. McManty? Mantle. Mick I heard Manty. he was a wild cokehead. Oh, remember how we were talking about Shirley Temple? Yes. She didn't do drugs and shit. Oh, good for no, her. Just Judy's mom forced it on her, the pet pills. Oh. But no, little, uh, the, the little redhead Annie. lady. Yeah. Apparently her family loved her. <laughs> which is insane. Good care insane. Of her. Yeah, it was crazy. The, for was the crazy. time period. That's what's that funny. Is- I was like looking through it and all the... All the things I was reading really framed it like, no, her family actually loved her. Unlike Judy Garland's family who gave her speed. And I'm just like, well, holy to, shit. To be fair, holy what you Googled yes. was, yes. did they give meth to Shirley I'm Temple? Su- I'm surprised they didn't. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't. They gave it to her GIs in that WW2. And in Korea, too. <laughs> And they all made heroin in Vietnam, remember? Death Dream? Oh, man. It's crazy. Same year. They yeah. were filmed the same year? That and I don't one know. wrapped and well, then one went to Well, Death Dream is is his first feature film. Yes. That looks evident. Yeah. But, it's, but still, for with the exception of the war scene in Death Dream, what a great first film. Yeah. You made that yeah. in college. I'd be like, dude, you figured out what you're doing with your life. Right. Right. And then, you know and what I mean? Like if you like, showed me that as like a 21 year old, I'd yeah. be like, you now have to do this. So I don't yeah. know how far in advance of 1974 they filmed Death Dream, okay. but that's his okay. first. Oh, and, and it could then have you been filmed see- earlier and then released. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. you can, but you can see how polished his. Even the POV got more inventive. Well, and he also really likes doing that, that shot where you split the frame um and you get like a depth of field where everyone is in focus yeah it's the scene you're talking about where margot kidder is feeding booze to that little kid yeah and claire's father is in the forefront of that scene yeah, everybody like talking right on the phone yeah yeah, yeah. It, there's a, and you get that weird blurry line and so it's That's i don't strange. know how there's some kind of a i really loved uh her talking to that kid, giving the kid <laughs> yeah. booze. It's obviously like apple cider or something. Oh, I, you know who I wish she we plays saw. Drunk, right? You know who I wish we saw more of? The cabbie. Uh, no, yeah, the cabbie <laughs> did rock. <laughs> we'll talk about him. Phil's, um, Phil's boyfriend, the uh, guy who plays Santa oh, with the big great. afro and the mustache. He's great. Yeah. You only get the two scenes with him. He's in the first scene of the movie, yep. and then you get him doing the ho ho ho. It's wild because you know it's funny. All the men in this film look about our age, and all the gals in it look pretty close to what they would be in college. Yeah. Well, two of the girl, the, the funny curly hair. She looks about like 25, 27. She looks older like when that. she starts wearing the nightgown. Mm-hmm. That makes her look best. <laughs> that was a slow wink. I've been working on it. I've been working. That was a slow one. You're going to give yourself a no, stroke fucking, slow I'm wink. Be like Jessica Walters soon or whatever. Whatever her name is. No, that's Papa Wawa. Remember her? Is she okay? No, I think she's dead. My whole life, I didn't realize that Baba Wawa was a complete piece of shit. And then I watched a bunch of interviews. 
Oh, after she died and they did like a retrospective. Holy fuck. What a dickhead. She was mean to Dolly Parton. Fuck her. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> fuck her. Bah, wah, wah, wah. Stupid ass jerk. Um, this movie fucks though. Truly, it does. Truly it does. Capital F fucks. And you know what? No titties. Didn't need them. Nope. Didn't need no, no titties. No gore, no tits. And it was terrifying. There were parts of this where I literally did the, you know, um, that I, I, the reflex I cannot get rid of since I was nine years old, where when something gets too tensiony, I'm like, I can't look at it. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I have to look away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's, uh... Like, I have to keep forcing my face. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. To yeah. Her, her knowing that the calls are coming from inside the house and her taking the fireplace poker and going upstairs and stuff is all is all well shot and re- there's a ton of tension in that. Uh, Margot Kidder totally. playing dead is comically bad. It ain't good. It's comically bad. No. Nope. But uh, because she's doing like eyes open, mouth like mouth agape. She's covered in like bad fake blood. It's very silly. It, it is. But she it does is. such a good performance the whole Wait, film. Well, no. I See, that's the thing is uh, especially the more we do this, I'm realizing that like even movies I absolutely love don't have to be sacred. Like you can have fun making fun of the ridiculous shit that happens in these movies. It's helping me be more like have fun with the stuff I like. Like there are bands that have one good song and that's a shame, but there are bands that have one good song and there are bands that I love that I would consider some of my favorite bands of all time that a lot of their LPs could have been EPs, pal. Right. There's some dog shit in there. Right. Not everything not everything's going to be hits. Now some yeah. records are almost all hits, but like even I would argue that mo- I feel like all the Beatles LPs, the Beatles LPs could have been EPs, pal. They all got some stakers on like, there. Like you you regard the White Album as one of you could lose a great 30% feat. of it. Yeah. You really there could. are songs on that yeah. that do not need to be on that album, are not album worthy of any Well, well people kind are going to of... hear this and they're like, well, they don't like the silly songs. And I'm like, no. I there are know. silly songs. Like, Bungalow Bill is a good song, even though it's asinine. <laughs> it's asinine. All the children sing. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad. I, I wanted you to do that because you used to do that when we were teens. I'm so glad we're friends. <laughs> I really am. But yeah, no, you, there's, you're going to lose some. And you're right, man. You can criticize the things you love. This is helping me the older be you get, like, I think this is okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But see, like watching this, like I can love everything about what Margot Kidder does in this movie and then still also be like, it's goofy as fuck when she's acting dead. It's like if you told kids in a high school play to like play dead, that's what she it's looks over, like. Yes. She, yeah, it's but great. She, but she plays literal levels of drunk. Oh, great. Not like she plays drunk good. Like, cause I'm sure there's people that like can play blackout fantastic, but maybe yeah. not tipsy. So maybe yeah. they're a little over the top when they're being tipsy. Mm-hmm. But then again, some people are over the top when they're drunk. Yes. God, acting is fucking hard, man. I don't know how these dickheads you do gotta, this. Good thing we got this stupid job. You got to <laughs> see. You have to see the movie opening night where uh, this lady is so trashed and she's supposed to be going on stage on it. opening night of a play. That sucks. And they're trying to sober her up with like black coffee and that like ain't work. get get and then the she answers cocaine and she goes on stage. How she do? It's it's an incredible. I gotta movie. watch this. But so- <laughs> with that said, like 
she does different levels of drunk. And I know she nails this, the whole a lot of this is part of the spectrum. filmmaking of putting the scenes in certain order. I understand that. And and obviously the person having vision to be like, this is how shit-faced you are right now. Let's remember, it's 11.30, you've been drinking since, I don't know, let's say nine. Yeah. So they're giving her, you know what I mean? But like, when she played tipsy and fun well, and then played, and it's just, you know the fucking problem with you is? Like when she goes full on, Spitting on your own floor. I like pissing the, in the um on the radiator. I you know yes, I it's like toilet shit. I like the being so drunk she's not paying attention that she needs to ash her cigarette. Cigarette is canoed to shit too. Like it's ash. It's a ash like a good quarter inch. Um, I almost said a measurement of. <laughs> I almost said a type of measurement that we're not going to refer to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know the one. It's about that much. Um, like a finger. It's yeah. it's canoed too, so yes. it's not just that it's ashed. It's lit like a fucking asshole lit it, uh, and she she starts to smoke it, and she's smoking like she's shit housed. Yeah, because you get worse at the tactical things while you're drunk, so <laughs> yeah. you just fucking it's smack, why the, it's smack why they make you stand there and touch the yeah, tip touch of your, your nose. nose. So you poke your own eye because you're a fucking <laughs> drunk idiot and you have no tactical awareness. It's also why you fall down the stairs and shit. You know when you're trying to be real quiet coming home. <laughs> You fucking knock shit off the wall, painting shatter. <laughs> because you're drunk. You can't do any of this. I remember. Oh, not- I drive better drunk. Okay. <laughs> That's not enough. No, you don't. That's- you don't. You just don't. I don't care. Although it would be fun if they had somewhere that it was like a, a big open field that you could get shit housed and then drive cars this. around. I support this. If they made soft, bumpy cars that we could all be absolutely gassed and drive around. Because. In. Because it would be fun yeah. to drive drunk in a safe situation, like not on roads. You know how all cultures do a kind of yeehaw? You know what I'm saying? Like anybody that rides horses or motorcycles or cars real fast yeah. does some type of version of yeehaw, man. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. I thought of a big, like one of those big English fields where it's just, yes, it's just they're ma- rolling they're hills. hills, but they don't do anything. Like they're not mountains. They're like thousands of dead people from the Roman times that you just ramp over. <laughs> just rolling right? It's Adrian's wall. You're fucking rolling over. <laughs> it's fucking sick, dude. Um, yeah, that's what I imagined. And I imagined being just uh, gassed on sherry, like yeah. that lady. Yeah. You ever drink sherry? It's gross. It's you cook with it. Oh, it's you bad. don't drink it to get drunk. She should be drinking Canadian club whiskey is what she should be drinking. It's a, it's a fun choice for her to be drunk on Sherry. I like she that was, they had her be a, a that's, that's my drink. Do they have my brands back there? My brand. Right. Do they have my brands back there? And I like that they had the college gal be like, I got a beer in the, she's drinking wine, then she's drinking spirits, yeah. and then in the police station beer. she pops a beer open because, I mean, it's what she had in her pocket. We're in public. <laughs> she's yeah. also Canadian, man. Like, we have to remember, Americans are really weird about drinking. Yes. These are Canadian. Well, she's probably not Canadian, but... Actually, I don't know. She might be. She might she's be. She's like English. She's striking, though. My God. Uh, she's so good in Superman. That's one of those movies that I didn't watch until when I was uh, until I was an adult. Yeah. And I... I um, Which ones is she in? She's not in the... She's Lois Lane in the first who's one. Who's playing Batman or Super uh, Superboy? Christopher Reeve. Oh, she's in the Reeves ones? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it makes she's, sense. Given how She's Lois Lane. I forgot she's like, what, in her 20s in this movie? Maybe early 30s? Yeah. And, and it's did, like 74? Yeah, this is 74. So, so I, yeah, I thought she'd be too young to be in the Reeves ones. 70. I've never seen... This is like, I want to do um, the original Star Trek movies... That would be I'm fun. trying to figure out how to fucking shoehorn it into the pod so we can talk about <laughs> it. Um, but then I'm also thinking the original um, 
at work, uh, this person I work with popped on the Michael Keaton Batmans. They're a delight. I really yeah. liked them. I loved. They're I silly. Loved that. I loved uh, that as a as a kid. Well, it's Tim Burton. The Danny DeVito one it's with uh, Catwoman. Oh my god, she's great in it. Oh, Michelle um, Pfeiffer. Yeah, but you. But I see. I feel like we don't mention this a lot on the pod. Just in in friendship, I absolutely fucking hate. I hate superhero movies. Yes, I hate superheroes. I like. The only one I'll allow, sort of, is Batman, because typically what a director and writer will do is be like, well, we want to do a film noir, and they go to a studio, and the studio's like, love it. What if you made him Batman? (laughs) And they're like, well, he's not Batman. We wanted to do, like, one of the old 1930s, early 40s film noir. But what if his name was Bruce Wayne? Well, that's, there's enough... Batman content. What me and me and Derek were thinking here is that we were going to do a film noir, like think like um, you know Maltese Falcon style. Um, get a guy who's kind of bogey like, and, and, and make put that, him in a bat suit. You're only gonna you're only gonna make the film if we make him Batman, aren't you? <laughs> uh, that is correct. Okay, so he's Batman then. <laughs> At least he's the darkest of the comic yes. book heroes, but unfortunately, he's also. I've never Rich been a Superman and, guy. No, stupid. that's that's why stupid, I never yeah. watched the Christopher Reeve Superman. Oh, I heard they're great. That's it the was, thing. Like I, I heard really, great. I yeah. really see. I only watched. I only watched one. I need to do the rest of them. I heard he's great as Superman, it, and I'm, I find that so hard to believe. There is a scene where he is playing both Superman and Clark Kent. Oh my God! Yeah. Okay. And just. The physical acting he does, yeah, when he goes from like oh, nebbish Clark Kent. So you to, mean you mean we are doing like a like a Benny Hill style, where on one side of the room he's Superman and the other. I think he's. Like I is think he this running, is when is this he like goes, a Mrs. Doubtfire situation where he's running back and forth between tables at dinner? Yes, I think I think <laughs> he's supposed to meet Lois, but he's also there as Clark Kent, the reporter. Jesus, but there's Jesus a Christ. thing where like it literally he literally is. He straightens his posture. There's this to be subtle physical acting he does yeah. where I was like, wait a second. They trained the old guys in that shit, man. Yeah, where yeah. like I, I- Some James Stewart shit. Yeah. I, I loved it. So I I come into this movie like already loving Margot Kidder and then she absolutely knocks it out of the park being like great. this- comical drunk character I kept having people be like because typically my MVP is um, the, the type of actor we like it's we had a bunch of them in this movie come in dump the dick out rock a couple fucking scenes and then bail in and yes. out yeah someone we find charming is typically who I'll pick I was going to give it to Margaret Kit- Margaret Margaret Margot Kidder yeah just because I thought he's just such a good performance I loved the lieutenant, whose name I have had this entire podcast to look up and just have not. No, no, um, I, I forget what his name is. But uh, he is absolutely and incredible then, in this movie. And then uh, what do you? Oh, flowering still up on my. But phone. there's so God many. There's so many other tiny characters. Well, you also immediately like even you like comically gestured like pulling a gigantic penis out when Mrs. Mac showed up the minute in she the walked movie. Into the shop, um, yeah. 
it's she's it's upsetting. All this shit. She hides booze everywhere, it's, folks. It's everywhere. upsetting that they um, that they do kill her off. It is a that's great my boy. Yeah, that's that's your boy. my boy. It's a great scene because I couldn't go in and kill. She's trying to. Yes, you were not a character in the movie, so you could not go I in could and not, kill. In fact, go in and kill. She, Boomerang hits her right. She's trying to get her shit together to leave to go to her sister's. She's going to stay with her sister. So this sets up like her disappearing not being an issue to the other characters. Precisely. Yep. So she's like she's getting her shit together to leave to go to her sister's and she hears the goddamn cat again. And like as much as this cat pisses her off, yeah. she's like she's very upset that she, that she hasn't seen him in a while. So it's she her cat. Yeah, yeah, well she hears the meowing and she finally figures out she hears it coming from upstairs. So it's a whole great thing where like when she <laughs> pokes her head up and like you're waiting for They set this up before too because when the girl's father is there and offers to give her a ride to the store. Yes. She is talking shit to the cat in the very same way. And she starts off by being very sweet, kitty, kitty, come here. And then she's like, oh, you scumbag, get down here. Yes, You're because me she, fucking nuts. Because she accidentally drops the contents of her purse yes. onto the floor. She's like, motherfucker. Yeah, she's blames having, the cat well, for she's it. Well, she's gassed. She's but absolutely yeah, shit-faced. Absolutely, she's gassed on Sherry. Yeah, she's and she's blaming the cat. Absolutely shit-faced. <laughs> and he just looks through the stair poles and is like, so are we going in store or what, lady? Oh, like, thank you. You're such a kind man. It's like, very good. Okay. Uh, fuck off. Um, so later on, she's doing the same thing, looking for this cat. And she's like, she's like it sounds like it's in the fucking attic. How did she you get in the like, attic? How the fuck had she gotten up here? Yeah. And he's up there. She's sticking her head through her. She's like, this fucking damn cat. And the whole time, before she even went to go look for the cat, Fucking cabbie rolls up and he goes beep beep. Oh, I'm and she here. keeps like and she keeps like, muttering right like he can hear her. She, she goes, she's getting oh, ready you and stop. taking her sweet ass fucking time. <sighs> this motherfucker. And he beeps again and she's like, oh, I can fucking hear you. And again, like Connie says, she didn't stick her fucking head out the window and be like, I'll be right out. She's muttering under her she's breath. She's talking shit and then she hears the cat and goes, Oh, better go fuck with the cat now. Opens up the thing, and the guy's still out there beeping like, what am I, a fucking asshole? Yeah. Is he a fucking asshole guy? Yeah, like, I told it's you. It's fucking like, it's you, three you, days before Christmas. Like, I don't called, have a life. You called for a cab. They said how long it would be. They, and I was late. And and you're still not ready. And and you're not ready, and you're also not acknowledging the fact that you Flip the lights see on and I'm off. here. Put the lights on and off. Say something. I'm a little behind. Just give me one second. None of this that. This ain't Uber time, bro. Right. Where you could be like, I'll be out in five minutes, you yeah. know. Jeff. Yeah, with a text. No, this Mama Luke is sitting out there just fucking by himself. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, she she goes up um, and hears, uh, I think she also, besides the, the meowing, hears like the creaking of the, of the attic. So she goes and opens up the, uh, the door and you see that Billy is behind her and he's holding and I guess for some reason in this attic to get things in and out, they have a like hook and rope and pulley system to um, to gather stuff up into the attic. Yeah. I mean, it's a sorority house built in like that time period. Yeah. It makes sense that it's got to hide all the shit up. <clears throat> so you see him behind her holding this like a uh, couple shots. Yeah. And then this. And is- you again don't see him. You just see like his. His meaty paws holding yeah. this. Yeah. 
the thing. That's also a great, like the wide angle POV shot of his hands on like the, the, the fucking hook itself. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's one of the little pulley pieces from the hook. So it's like a pulley piece is up top and then a pulley piece has the hook. Yes. It's the block. Couldn't think of the term. Yes. (laughs) So he's, so, uh, she. This is when Mrs. Mac finally sees that Claire has not been missing. She's been suffocated in a, in a plastic bag in a, in a rocking chair since the beginning of the movie. Iconic, yes. Yeah, and then she <laughs> and then she turns and catches that block and hook like right in the face, yeah. and then a great shot of like being down below and watching her get. Pulled up it's into awesome. the attic. It's awesome because you can tell that it's like through her mouth or something, but yeah. they don't show you. Yes, and you don't. Um, you don't get that reveal until later when you see her still hooked on it. But you can. But you your even brain brought it up. It. But you even brought it up that like you can hear that she's like alive and struggling, and then there's just like a hard cut to no more sound from her. Yes. I thought that they were just going to let her die that way. Right. And then the filmmaker was like, that's a little gruesome. And you can hear her, hear the killer finish her off in some way. Yes. Yes. She's kicking in. Like you can hear she's fucked. Yes. It's really fucked up. But again, the movie doesn't show you anything. I did that with my brains. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and then they show the couple drops of blood hit the carpet. Mm -hmm. They, no one noticed that, but it's again, not a shit ton of blood, tiny little buds on the carpet. Was it? Yeah. And also when the copper goes to see, like, I think it's her boyfriend, he gets the conservatory and this, this little brat smashed up his, his Well, because in between. So he was like, he must be. Well, when they were trying to trace the, um, the obscene phone calls in between two of them, he calls suspiciously sounding like the obscene phone caller and talking about babies. And so it's, it, it. He is. It's very close to what's been happening in the Billy phone calls. He's having a toxic boyfriend. It's time to cry and go beyond. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. F- full sobbing. You kill the baby. Yes. Like. Oh god. This I believe is the quadruple down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's yes. a, a, a quintuple down. But yes, my man is literally um Where yeah, when he this shows is up worst later. case scenario shit, but like you got to tell somebody cuz she literally could have went and gotten an abortion and been like, "You know what? I've uh I don't really like seeing you anymore and like I you know, I'd rather go see other people." Yeah, and then they would have broke up she, and that's really it. Yeah, but she, she just felt to- bad and like felt like it was her obligation to be like, "Listen, you got me pregnant, but I'm going to get an abortion. You know, this isn't working out, blah blah blah." Like I want to focus on, you know, being a college age human being now. Yes. Right. And he's like, what is the absolute worst way I can take this? <laughs> I can sob. Like and I scream can on say, a phone call. I can first of all say like, this is not only your decision I'm involved. Right. And then when that doesn't work, I can try and, um, make it seem like you're killing like our child, oh like a living God. fleshed out human being. And then I can call you and sob and act like that too. Oh. Um, None anyway, I'm glad she brains him with that fucking stick. <laughs> yes. Because he sucks. I completely forgot about uh, the first Peter Red Herring when he, when she's on the phone and she's get she has the obscene phone call and then he comes down the stairs, you're getting the POV, you don't know it. And he tells her that he got tired of waiting for her outside because it was cold and he was upstairs 
having a little sleep. He was having a little sleep. It is delivered did in a I way write like this dialogue. <laughs> did I? Did I, a millennial, an insufferable millennial, write this dialogue? I'm just having a little sleep. He was doing his sleeps upstairs. It is delivered he was having in a, a way nice like sit. this was a normal thing to say. I was having a nice sit upstairs. I was doing a little sit. I was doing a little sit. I was having my sleeps. Yes, I was upstairs. Why didn't you wake me when I was having my sleeps? Give me a break. Oh, we both laughed out loud. Nobody told anyone to not Canadian their accent. And everybody. The most Canadian man in that movie is the one with the horrible haircut that gives Claire's dad directions to the sorority house. This is the most unfortunate looking hair I've ever seen in my life. He was an under oath. He was in Thursday. Yes. This man literally, it's 1974. He literally has the, he's a time like traveler. a roar hat hair. Yes. He literally is, he's, he is, he is mall emo. It's insane. <laughs> who, are you, who are you looking, or, or who are you he, looking there for, bud? Or he kind of, yeah, I'll be out there. It's down the road there, bud. Oh, you're not that far there. Like two or three kilometers down there. <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? And he, go, he literally looks like, um, um. Oh, fuck, I had a really good one. I can't remember what it is. Um, he looks like the singer of Cheap Trick. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's, yeah, he's got that thin, and he's got bangs. Oh. Yeah, he looks like the singer of Cheap Trick. It's... Only kind of rawr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did that at you. I did that face at you, you fucking piece of shit. Anyway, yeah, he looks, so... he looks more emo. It's yeah. it. There's a few times that that I thought happens. it was cool because he was like, ah, it's all yeah, well, Canadian saw dude. But he's like in charge of the kids. He comes <laughs> yeah, over to he's apologize. He's like, sorry. no, he's watching the kids. He's like, yeah, sorry, sorry, I should have been watching because yeah, they better. pelt this old man with a snowball. And he's like, sorry, I should have been <laughs> sorry, watching the kids. Man. Sorry about that, bud. <laughs> taking, yeah, sorry about there, there, bud. It's fucking insane. Oh, I didn't mean for them to hit you there, bud. It's just doing a J over there. Just the, doing a J right over there. Right I there. think this is one of my favorite God, things about a Bob Clark movie is that you forget it's a Canadian production and then one random character will come in and be like, yeah, what's all this all boot? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, this is a Canadian production. It's fucking nuts. And also, um, I, I just, I really thought it's so funny. And I'm like, hey, who's this handsome guy? I like this handsome guy. He's got, he's kind of got, cause he had a, uh, he said a bunch of Canadian words. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, you know, you ever hear a British person be like, Glacia. Like, no, it's I mean, it's a glacier, dude. I mean, <laughs> well, they invented it, but you're watching him be a goalie for, for a, a hockey, for a hockey team. team there. He's chirping everybody. <laughs> Hell yeah, bud. <laughs> so, he doesn't play around, man. So, no, but it's awesome because I'm like, who is this chiseled chin handsome fuck? And you're Canadian like, you're like, he was a cop in the other movie. And I was like, I, did, I literally <laughs> didn't even notice him. I wanted him dead. Didn't even notice him. Didn't even notice he was handsome. I was like, oh, he's a cop. He took off the uniform. Now I find him cute. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the replaced it with that fucking huge fur coat. <laughs> An absurd. It's, I don't know how we can do the fur coat justice unless somebody's seen this film. Yeah. Like, you think you understand what we mean by a 70s fur coat. No. This is a pimp's coat. It's a pimp was wearing this coat enormous. and he says, Hey there, bud, I like your coat. How much you want for? How much you want for? I got three or four toonies in my pocket. That's literally what he said. There's I'll a, give you four bucks for the son of a bitch. I believe But on, four bucks in Canadian is like a hundred bucks here. <sighs> I'm sorry. I believe on the I I have like the 
the collector's edition Blu-ray, I think there's an interview on there with Art Hindle, which I which I think I need to I need to the watch. actor. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a likable guy. Yeah, I like him. I mean, he was in Porky's. God, that movie sucked. He redeems himself. Do you think he? Re- do you think that Bob has made our our Christmas Bob miss again? Mary Bobman, Bob, Bob Clark Miss, Barry Bob Miss, <laughs> Clarky yeah. Bobman. Uh, so watching them in this order, producer uh, and director on this too. So yeah, we didn't write it, but watching them on, watching them in this order, love Death Dream. Then I'm like really upset that we're even doing this. Watching Porky's, yeah, and now I'm back in. Like I, I love this movie. Um, this has been his best one so far, I think. I yeah. think it will probably be my favorite. This of, is my favorite, but a uh, very Clark Mary movie. Bob Clarkmas. Yeah. I think this will yeah. be my favorite. I think um, if you like slasher movies, please, you gotta see this shit. It's so good, and like I said, it did everything like I want from. Not all. Like I said, sometimes I like some pretty violent shit, but I mean, I like how effective this was without showing us shit. We talked about this before. How many people on this cast? Max 20? Very limited cast. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's pretty much like a couple locations. That house is cool. Everybody shows the fuck up. Yeah, There yeah. was no like hard black. Even those two rednecks that are guarding everybody. <sighs> I love those, those guys. guys. That were like, well, don't make sure you lock your windows and close your doors there. Or that farmer who shoots the cop in the ass with the bird shot. He's on his property. Yeah. <laughs> also, I like that you could just shoot a cop and they wouldn't horribly murder you. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> Remember that one EMT was asleep in her bed and got killed? This guy. Shot they, a cop. Shot him. Aiming at him. He yeah, shot him in the ass with bird meant shot. Meant to shoot him. Yeah. Uh, there was... There's one of those things too where like I um I'm watching the movie and I am enjoying Olivia Hussey's performance. I think she's good in this movie and then she like cranks it up when after she gets off the phone and um she's like at the door to go out front and she's like scared and upset and she's like she's screaming up the stairs yeah for, for barb and phil yeah and it's gone like she she just cranks she that performance up, up. Yeah, yeah where like this is now like- she's like getting teary-eyed she's now very up because i think at this point she now knows the killer's in the house they have Phil hasn't been answering her, so I think she's now assumed the, the worst. This yeah, is the full fear. Yeah, she, she knows her friends she, are dead upstairs, and she does it great. Yeah, this it is... was really effective. Like you, I was upset watching. Oh my it. god, the end of this, I was literally like nervous. Yeah, and you want to be like, girl, don't go upstairs, but you're also like, her friends were killed, and you're yeah. seeing her realize that it's like really fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like um. Oh my God! In Midsummer, I can't remember her name. Florence Pugh. When Florence Pugh sobs in that, that's when I was like, Florence Pugh might be one of the best actors we got. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, because she yes. like falls to the ground and sobs. Like and real like, sobbing. New level, huh? Yeah, we're going to a higher level then, huh? Yes. Yeah, and I agree with you that this is when, when she hangs up the phone from that guy being like, Jessica, go outside. Yes. She turns on the, 
because she's just like normal girl. Normal protagonist. Mo- yeah. You don't even think she's a protagonist at first. I thought the drunk was. Yes. You know? Yep. And then they kind of trade it on to her at some point. Mm-hmm. She's not like a born leader character. Right. She's none of that. Right. You know? And at first I thought because it was her boyfriend killing everybody, it's just happenstance that she happens to be the one that doesn't get murdered throughout this. Right. You know what I mean? I don't think the killer has any special reference for Jessica. I, I think his um I think his whole thing is just he's a uh opportunity killer. Yeah, like absolutely. Like when they're secluded and by themselves he kills Mommy. them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter who's answering the phone. He'll he seems to either, he'll say Billy to whoever answers the phone. He seems to call either when he's in the midst of murdering or like play a recording of him murdering the people because some of them are the person being like, "Don't kill me, Billy." Some of them are like the one where he kills Phil. Phil is heard screaming on the other end. Right. You know. And then also like I didn't I don't want to look this up like right now, but like. When did the Ted Bundy shit happen? Because the sorority house. Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that did was it? after this. Yeah. yeah. Was Bundy into the 80s? I think so, yeah. This is weird. We're I'm not, not experts. I'm not checking. No. I don't want to. This See, I think that's... Crime, crime yes. No. And I think some of the fun of this is just trying to figure it out without actually looking it up. And oh, then absolutely. Just, and then just assuming we're right. We are. What do you mean, assuming... We checked. Yes. Remember when we checked? Your big book there. I do also like the final choice of the film to um, everyone leaves her to sleep. Oh, my God. I loved it. And you get the close-up of Claire in the chair again. The camera pulls out of the house, exterior shot, and then the phone starts ringing again. I... And then it rings over the entire credits. That's all you hear what I was just about to say. All you hear is the uh like the ambiance of yeah, like the, the, the outside, outside nighttime winter. Yeah, yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. He's just hanging out doing a sig. So, so it's the shot of the gal in bed and everybody's in the room with her. And they all slowly filter out and, and then Claire's dad the passes lights. out. And oh dad, yeah, Claire's dad's like mur, mur, and fucking passes out. And they go in and get him to the hospital. <laughs> Instead kill of him. kill him. They don't kill him. They bring yes. him to the hospital. Um, they carry the stupid idiot out of there and everybody else starts to filter out and you can hear them be like, and the one guy's like, they they leave the one guy to stand outside and do a sig. I do, He's watching the house. I do like everybody's his- Everybody's out of the house and then you can hear the- <laughs> Yes, you can hear <laughs> Billy and me, 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 me. I yeah. like the- they show tr- his little hiney hole he lives in up in the attic. His little hole that yes. he's showing. yes. Yep. And then they show the cut, that shot of her blissfully looking out the window all strangled. Yeah. And then my brain went, he said bodies. And then that's when I had the thought, oh, the other bodies downstairs. They never found Miss Mac. And Claire. Or the preserved girl at all. The, um, I really enjoyed. They left that phone ringing. The whole credits. It's so good. I like the, um, her in bed. And all of these people are entering and exiting the scene. We hear that there's reporters, but never once does the camera move. Nope. It's Everyone just her in bed. Yeah, yeah. It's just her in bed the whole time. Serenely. The camera is yeah. still. And it's just all of this is happening around the camera. That's so cool. It it which is which is wild because I noticed a lot of he 
he does move the camera quite a bit during the movie. Like, there's a lot of yeah, pans yes. and zooms, and there's a lot of moving. So, this pan so, didn't start until there was complete silence in the room for a good 15 seconds. Yeah. Where everything had completely dined down completely. Yeah. And then it slowly turns towards the right. And it goes from like room to room to, to, to hidey hole. To his little hiney hole. Every time, it, every time it gets to a room too, you hear the sound of him smashing the, the piano. The yeah. And then, um, like you said, that shot. What is it? The piano is a percussion instrument? It is because there's tiny little hammers. So you push the keys and these tiny little hammers hit strings. That's how a piano works. And he hit them with uh, uh, the bottom believe, of a mic stand. Uh, the mic stand like we have. Yes. Yeah. Which I well, believe there's my, concrete in one there. Of ours, uh, not concrete, uh, d- uh, cement. There's some kind of hard. One of ours is the metal bass, and one of ours is the Why don't three you take that in the other room legs. and smash a piano and see what it sounds like? <laughs> you, you got a baby grand in there? Yeah. Yes. Man. Anyway. Um, I don't know, man. I loved it. I think my MVP is the investigator. All of our small characters are really great. Our tiny comedian bumpkins. I really like that the they finally show the cabbie be like, hey. Oh, yeah, looking through the... Hello. Yes. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? Yes. Like and he does, like, it, he does like some like, kind of yeah, fucking does, like, like... Two different people do like the, the not fachine, but the flick your teeth. Yeah. That is a phenomenon that I didn't know about until we started doing this podcast. <laughs> I knew fachines. Yeah. I'm doing them at you. Yeah. And you can do them into a middle finger. You know, all kinds of shit. I did not know. I'll flick, flick my teeth at you. Yeah. <laughs> so she does that. The drunk does it at somebody. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also like that the cabbie, when you see him going to his car and you're getting the shot out of the uh, attic window and he like throws his hands up. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what am I an asshole? That's a, I kept saying. <laughs> yeah. What, what am, am I, I a ass- fucking asshole? <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. But yeah, no, I honestly think our investigator is my. Okay. My MVP. Mine's Bill Graham, the telephone company. Guy. Oh, he's great, too. I love this movie. I loved him in the same way. Remember in The Blob, they had to replace that guy's mustache because he was so good he came back again? <laughs> he reminded me of him. Like, small guy that just is pretty cool. Yeah. Also, he seemed like he was from now and just in the movie from 1974. Yeah. You know, the guy that worked at the phone place, a, a thing that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. He seemed like, if I seen him at Quick Check, he'd be like, hey, how are you? He's like his, him and his wife do TikToks and shit. They make little baking. <laughs> yes, TikToks. he does not. He does yeah. not specifically look like nineteen seventy four. Yeah, yeah, everybody else in this. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of big collars. And- yeah, huge mustaches. Remember that one guy that's just a walk-on character that has a fucking Ulysses S. Grant mustache for no reason. Huge. Covers he doesn't both say lips. anything. He yeah. doesn't do anything. No beard. He's just huge standing there. mustache like a fucking walrus. It's insane. It's crazy. I love this movie. I'm glad we did this. Me too. Uh, it saved it Bob saved Clark. It saved Bob Clarkmas. Thank yep. God. And then uh, next week we'll be coming back with um, A Christmas Story, another fantastic Bob Clark movie. Yeah, we're going to come back and shoot your stupid eyes out. <laughs> yes, shoot them all out. We are going to shoot our eyes out next week. Yes, next week. Anyway, I loved it, man. Yep. But if you love this podcast... Do us a big favor. Wherever you listen to this podcast, give us five stars. You can write a little review. Tell us how much you love us and how cool you think I am. Right? If you have anything nice to say about Lola, so you can say hi to her, we'll tell her you said hi. Um, You can follow us on Instagram at Hollywood Hodgepod. And we are also on the Letterboxd. I'm uh, Comrade Connie with a Y. And I'm Comrade Mike with an M-I-K-E. 
right? Yeah, Mike the regular way. Mike the regular way. Not the whole phrase. Just M-I-K-E. Comrade Mike Comrade the regular Mike, way. <laughs> Comrade Mike the regular way. Full title. Full title. <laughs> you can hear me, like, you can see me give star ratings to movies I've seen, but I... Oh, I don't, I don't be writing reviews. I almost write the re- wrote a review of this movie called like Bee Women from Outer Space I just seen. I'll tell you about it off mic. <laughs> they just I, cover this lady in cream cheese, man. It's gnarly. I, I, I <laughs> every now and then write reviews. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. I'll read your reviews. I will not be, but also I will not be reading reviews of our podcast. You will be reading them to me and you'll replace all the mean words with nice ones. And I will, and I will read and I get a cookie Lola's for listening reviews too. to Lola. Yes. Her just, you suck. Lola sucks. Anyway, I love you. Love you. You're back. Bye.